Well, hello. Happy Sunday. I am on a walk as usual, and it is effing gorgeous out here. There is a rather visible moon. And, well, it's not a full moon, but you can see the whole thing, even though technically I guess only a part of it is considered lit by the sun. Uh, And the sun is rising, so there's a nice haze of light on the horizon, and the stars are quite visible. So, man, it's hard to beat this. I love it. This is why I get up at the ass crack of dawn because it's just so peaceful in the mornings. Anywho, since it's Sunday, I'll be sharing with you another thing from which I derive pleasure or satisfaction or joy or just something that I like, for lack of a more simple term. I enjoy following Formula One. Uh, If you're not familiar with what Formula One is, it is a racing series considered by most to be the top, as in like the most competitive series in the the world of car racing. Um, It, let's see here, don't know how to describe or where to start with this little podcast. Uh, so they are the if you they're the like uh, they're the top series. If you see pictures of like open wheeled racers, so they don't look like the kind of cars that you and I drive. They've got a bunch of crazy ass wings and the and the wheels are exposed. Uh, it is a different series than IndyCar. IndyCar is another open-wheeled racing series, uh, and there are several other open-wheel racing series, but but Formula One and IndyCar are two different things. That's a common misconception. Not necessarily that one is better than the other, although arguably you could say that the Formula One series is more challenging and technical. They certainly have a higher standard for drivers, I would say, and the teams uh, are at a much higher level of technology, and that's what drew me to them originally. Uh, I wouldn't say I was ever like a huge car buff, like I never did a whole lot of mechanic work or well, any, really. I took auto shop in high school, but really just because I needed the elective credit. Uh, I was never really, like, a huge car guy. I liked cars. I, you know, I was drawn to fast cars more than luxurious cars. I was never much for, like, Rolls Royces or Bentleys, you know, the more luxurious models. I always liked, uh, like Porsches, Lamborghinis, Ferraris, Corvettes. I was always more into fast, technical, performing performance cars. And Formula One is the upper echelon of that. They are 
very, they are sometimes referred to as being closer to jet fighters than regular automobiles. I have no idea how you would quantify that to assess the accuracy of the statement, but they do, uh, the reason that they have all those crazy wings is to use, is to create uh, aerodynamic forces to keep the cars pressed or pulled, depending on how you want to look at it, closer uh, down to the to the pavement. Uh, the stronger the force between the car and the pavement, the better grip the car will have, generally. And since these vehicles are designed to be light, they are designed to use this aerodynamic downforce to create grip. And uh, it was once said, I'm, you know, if I get the number wrong, don't come at me. Uh, but actually, I would love to be, I would love if you know the exact figure, I would love to, for you to chime in. But it was once said that at 100 miles per hour, which is not relatively that fast, one of those cars produced enough aerodynamic downforce to drive upside down. That is the force, the force of the air on the car would be stronger than gravity to the point to where the car could drive upside down. Uh, I have no idea how accurate that is. I haven't actually looked at it, but I, I remember hearing that once. So they've got these crazy ass wings to keep them sucked closer to the road. Uh, and then their engines are technological marvels. They, right now they run hybrid engines and the engine is, if I, if I understand correctly, I think from a thermal efficiency point of view, they are the most efficient engines or internal combustion vehicle engines in the world. Uh, there's something around like 40% to 50% thermal efficiency, which I think for a regular car that you and I might drive, they're, like, if you're pressing around 30, you're doing pretty well, I do believe. Uh, the engines, man, I'm getting way too in the weeds here. Basically, those cars are freaking sweet. Uh, the teams have crazy high budgets, and it's, uh, it's just kind of cool to get, it's kind of cool to follow the technologies that they're developing. Because the technologies that they develop trickle down into our everyday vehicles. So it's exciting to see what they do in their series. Because there's a good chance that what they develop, we will see. Uh, now, when did I get into Formula One? The earliest that I recall actually following the series at all was my freshman and sophomore years of college. I didn't really follow it too closely. You know, that was back in 04, 05. 
So we had the internet, but it was not even close to being the force in society that it is now. So I could hop on like FormulaOne.com and read about the races and the teams and the drivers and whatnot. But, you know, I couldn't really like stream the races or anything like that. Uh, there was no, or social media was quite new and I was not even remotely close to as heavy of a user at that time as I am now, so I wasn't following any of the drivers. But I identified as a Ferrari fan. I, in retrospect, really just picked them because they were a familiar name relative to all the other team names. Uh, I knew of Ferrari as a company. At the time, they were the most dominant team in Formula One. They had a driver named Michael Schumacher, who is an absolute legend, and he still holds several records. Uh, and so I kind of picked them as the team that I liked, quote unquote, uh, because kind of like the same reason a lot of people like the Yankees. You know, you just, you pick the winning team, and I was definitely a bandwagon fan. So I followed them loosely, ended up actually going to a race with a buddy of mine and my father the summer of 2005. We went to, so the the races take place all over the world. They will typically have like, Right now, they're at 21 races, I believe, this is season. But historically, they've had, uh, at least in recent years, uh, up around 15 to 20 races in various countries. And at the time that my buddy and my dad and I went to a race, they had a United States Grand Prix at Indianapolis. And so we went up there one summer. And we watched the U.S. Grand Prix. It actually ended up being a really shitty race because one of the tire manufacturers, right before the race, told the teams that their tires were not safe to use. So a majority of the field, I want to say something like, out of the 20 cars that were going to be racing, 14 pulled out of the race. And the only six that were left were Ferrari and then two of the lowest teams on the grid. So Ferrari just wiped the floor with these guys. It, it really, the race itself was not exciting, like the actual competition, but the event was a whole lot of fun. Now, I believe that was the last United States Grand Prix that they had at Indianapolis. I want to say that was the final year. If it wasn't the final year, then they maybe had one or two more. But I'm pretty sure that was the last United States Grand Prix that they had in Indianapolis. Uh, I kind of stopped following it at that point for several years. They ended up restarting the United States, or they ended up coming back to the United States in 2012 when a track called Circuit of the Americas 
was opened outside of Austin, Texas. And they have been doing the United States Grand Prix at that track every year since that time. And I recently read that they are looking at starting a Grand Prix in Miami also. So there might be two races in the United States. Uh, So I stopped really following Formula One back in, really after that race that I went to. Uh, Then last, well, a couple of years ago, I was just like, I mean, I followed loosely. I would hop on the website every once in a while, or if I or if I heard somebody mention it, I, I would just make small talk with them about it. Uh, a couple of years ago, I started following one of the drivers, a dude named Lewis Hamilton. Uh, he is he is now the most dominant driver on the grid. Um, and I started following him just because I heard the name and I was thinking about getting back into the sport. And I, I really just was looking at his social media and stuff because he seems like a pretty cool dude. He seems like a pretty nice guy. He uh, he always he always seems to be real humble and positive, and he always talks about his races from a place of humility. And while I wouldn't necessarily call myself a fan, which I'll get to, um, while I wouldn't necessarily call myself a fan of him in terms of like rooting for him to win or considering him like the driver that I most want to succeed. I do really like him as a sportsman and as a competitor. I think he is a role model and uh, I just I really appreciate what he brings to the sport. Uh, but so I started paying attention to him a couple years ago just on like Instagram. Then last year on Netflix, they released a series called Drive to Survive, where they covered the 2018 season. And they covered not only the races, but also many of the drivers with like interviews and background stories and I really freaking like that series. So that was last year. That was the first season of that series. So I really, really liked it. I thought it was, I thought it was enjoyable getting to know these guys, the drivers, and learning about how the teams worked and other people on the teams, like their team principals and uh, just other other people on the teams and the drivers and some more backstory than just the races. So I found that quite enjoyable, and that encouraged me to start more seriously. Well, not seriously. I'm not sure if that's quite the right word, but we'll run with it for now. That encouraged me to start more seriously following the sport. So over the past year, I have been following more of the teams on social media, I've streamed most of the races, depending on when exactly they are and what I've got going on that weekend, but I've watched most of the races, um, 
and been reading more about all the drivers and the teams and all that stuff. And it's been quite enjoyable. I've, I've never really gotten too much into sports aside from like Virginia Tech wrestling, which I'll probably talk about another time. But uh, it's just, I don't know, it's, it's fun to follow a sport. I'm not necessarily a major fan of any team in particular, but there are a few drivers who I like. I, I like a dude named Daniel Ricardo. He drives for a team called Renault. He's a real funny Australian guy. Then, actually, if I had to pick a team that I said I enjoyed and wanted to succeed, I would probably choose McLaren. They're a middle-of-the-pack team. But I like both of their drivers, a guy named Lando Norris and a guy named Carlos Sainz. They, uh, I follow both of them on Instagram, and they just seem like really goofy, lighthearted dudes. And for the most part, I would say most of the drivers seem to be pretty cool guys, uh, people that you'd want to hang out with. They don't seem to take themselves too seriously. I mean, they're definitely competitors, but in their press conferences, they're very often cracking jokes and taking jabs at each other, and they just seem like cool people. And I think that's what I like the most about this sport. Uh, they just seem like much more pleasant individuals than many American athletes. So... I'm following that sport now. If I had to pick a team, I would probably pick McLaren. But uh, but I follow a lot of them on Instagram. I follow a lot of the teams and a lot of the drivers. And uh, I'm paring that down. But uh, probably Daniel Ricardo, Lando Norris, Carlos Sainz. I really enjoy following those guys. Um... There's a young Ferrari driver named Charles Leclerc. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, but I I I, I liked him at first. I like the he's a real he's young and he just started driving for a Ferrari. He is freaking good. And what drew me to him was just the idea. I, I like the idea of a young, like just a really young, excellent athlete. It's just uh, like the same reason everybody likes, or not everybody, I shouldn't project that. The same reason that LeBron James was so famous coming out of, straight out of high school. There's just a, there's an allure to the idea of young talent. And so I liked him, but the more that I follow him on like social media, uh, I just don't think he's as interesting of a person as some of the other guys that I so, anyhow, I really enjoy Formula One, and I think that I'm going to wrap up this podcast because I've been bumping my gums forever. If you found this useful or helpful, or if you enjoyed it, share it with a friend, subscribe, leave me a review. If not, that's totally cool. Uh, but I hope that you have a wonderful Sunday and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.